<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right, Mr. News, hit it. On this edition of the Ledger Report, an exclusive with Roger Stone on the future of Donald Trump, the future of this republic, the future of the Republican Party, and the future of Roger Stone. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in. Sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. The former president is teasing a run again in 2024. Would you ever support him again? No, I wouldn't. Uh, It's time. And and he's got a good family. I've worked with uh, Ivanka and others, and uh, they they love America. But uh, I would not support him for re-election in 2024. Uh, He's going to have a voice, but uh, as former presidents do. But there's many voices in the party, and again, uh, he should not define our future. We've got to define it for ourselves, and that has to be based upon the principles that really gave us the strength in America. We've got to respond to the people that like Trump. We've got to respond and identify with the issues that gave him uh, the first election and gave him support throughout his uh, presidency. There's the one that we have to reach out to, mm. but it's based upon conservative principles Stop and tape. reaching Stop out tape. to those That's blue-collar Asa voters that Hutchinson. are so important that identify with him the because he's fighting of Arkansas. Uh, for them. Now saying that and he wouldn't support Donald Trump uh, if he message, ran for president again in 2024. handle it in a different way. Here we go with again. different personalities. Way to go, Republican yep. Party. Way to go. Instead of circling the wagons around a president of the United States who unified a party like never in the history of the Republican Party, even under Ronald Reagan, the Republican Party wasn't energized and brought together coalesce around an idea and a movement than like what Donald Trump did in 2015, 2016, all the way up to the present time. And so instead of circling the wagons around a movement where 80, 100 million Americans were engaged and are still engaged, maybe wandering a little bit in the wilderness right now, especially Following the death of Rush Limbaugh, we lost two great leaders in the matter of a couple, three months. Doesn't mean we can't recover, but this is a time for leadership. This is a time to understand what has transpired over the past six years, a la Donald Trump. Donald Trump tapped into a vein that's pumping red, white, and blue patriotic USA in my veins, in your veins, in tens of millions of Americans' veins. And this guy Asa Hussingson, just like old turkey neck himself, 
or Liz Cheney in the House of Representatives and the other rhinos, Mitt Romney out there, they don't get it. They absolutely do not get it. Not support Donald Trump in 2024? Fine, that's your choice. But if you want to fracture and potentially put the finishing touches on the modern Republican Party, then go ahead. Go ahead. Lay down your marker right now. The Republican Party is on life support, political life support right now. It is shooting itself in the foot on a daily basis. Donald Trump is solely responsible for a split United States Senate. The numbers were looking horrible. And if you, if you look going into the election, and if you look post-election, it was Donald Trump and the Trump coattail effect that saved the United States Senate from being an all-out majority for Chuck Schumer and the Democrats. Donald Trump is being given no credit for what he did in a positive sense to the Republican Party and, of course, what he did in a positive sense for this republic. A lot of it's being dismantled right now by old Lunchbox Joe and we're going to have to deal with that. We're going to have to stand up to it in the name of Rush Limbaugh and Donald Trump. We all are going to have to speak up and speak out at times like these when Joe Biden unilaterally dumps us back to the Paris Climate Accord, which is nothing more than a tax on you and me. That's all the Paris Climate Accord is. It's redistribution of wealth, taking from these nasty, mean, rotten, spoiled, rich Americans and giving this money to third world countries in Africa or in Central America or wherever. That's all the Paris Climate Accord is. It's massive redistribution of wealth. It is punishing success. It is punishing the United States of America. It's kneecapping our freedom in this republic. And so Asa Hutchinson says he ain't going to support President Trump if he runs again. Fine. Fine. But what does that tell you about the modern Democrat or Republican Party? It basically has become the old Democrat Party, the Democrat Party of John Kennedy. No longer does it stand for Reagan principles. This guy is full of hot air. Conservative values? How in the wide world of sports is spending trillions and trillions of dollars of money that we don't have conservative? Hmm? How is it conservative being a United States senator from Utah who votes, who's the only senator in the history of this republic who votes for impeachment of a sitting president of the same party. <laughs> how, how is that constitutional? It's not constitutional. If you are trying to preserve elements of the conservative principles that still remain in the Republican Party, the few that there are, then you better be constitutional. And what Mitt Romney has done to the Republican Party is anti-constitutional. It's not just about party loyalty. And it's not just about loyalty to Donald Trump. It's not about that. It's about loyalty to his sworn duty to uphold the United States Constitution. And so we're going to hear more and more and more. So fasten your seatbelts. We're going to hear more of this from Republicans. 
Republicans in so-called leadership positions. It won't be very long before Mitch McConnell comes out and says, well, you know, uh, I think it would be better if we got some uh, new blood uh, in the uh, Republican Party and maybe somebody else should run. Maybe maybe Nikki Haley. What a disaster. I never liked Nikki Haley. Since the moment that she delivered that response to the State of the Union, I can't remember what year it was, but it was a response to Barack Obama's State of the Union. And she delivered this bombshell to me, it was a bombshell, and to many other Americans who happen to care about the Constitution, that is perfectly fine, effectively, to allow illegals into our country. That's the Nikki Haley I know. And so when President Trump appointed her ambassador to the United Nations, I just said, oh, well, uh, you know, keep, keep her on a tight leash. And now she's off the leash and she's off the constitutional rails. That's the future of the Republican Party. I don't think the Republican Party is salvageable. And let me tell you a quick story about the Republican Party in California, which I am a delegate. I was trying to vote just a couple of days ago, actually hours ago. I was trying to vote for the chair of the Republican Party in California because I have a vote. I am a so-called delegate. And they're doing it virtually, the convention and voting and all that, right? Like so many are. And they send you a link and they say, hey, the voting window is going to open up soon. Well, I hit the link and I refreshed it. And I hit the link again. I hit the day before. I hit it six hours before. I hit it four hours before. I hit the link again two hours before. I hit the link one hour before. No, sorry, you can't vote. And here it is, coming up toward the end of the convention. is half hour, maybe before the thing is over with, and I'm hitting refresh, and nope, sorry, you can't vote. You can't vote for party chair in California for the Republican Party. So I called up the Republican Party in in Sacramento uh, on a Sunday, mind you. Darned if somebody didn't answer the phone. Probably an intern. He said, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. The window will open up. I mean, I have an exclusive link. That's what they did. They sent everybody who's a delegate, every the hundreds of people who have votes, an exclusive link. Now, there's a whole proxy disaster going on in California. That's another matter. It's way down into the weeds. But let's just say the proxies that are being meted out among Republicans in California is part of the problem. But the leadership in California is the number one problem. And a woman named Jessica Patterson, nobody knows about her outside of California, nor should they. She's a disaster. She's a never-Trumper, and she's part of the Lincoln Project. Do you need to hear any more? She's right there with the Lincoln Project. And she'll say she supports... President Trump, but she does not. You know, actions speak louder than words. Kneecaps him every step of the way. So I'm trying to vote this sucker out. The window never opened up. Next thing I know, the results are in. Jessica Patterson beats Steve Frank. 68%, I don't know, 30-something percent. I went to a state university. Maybe my math is bad. (laughs) My point is this. I didn't get to vote. Old Grammy Ledger was shut out. I got back on the phone, and I reamed. I think it was the same guy who answered the phone. I said, this is the problem. And you have not heard the last from me on this one. So here you go. You want to send your condolences to Steve Frank, who probably should be the party chair right now? Go ahead. You want to let Jessica Patterson know how much you're going to be keeping an eye on her? Go ahead. But I don't think we fixed the Jessica Patterson's of the Republican Party. I don't think we can fix Mitch McConnell. I don't think we can fix 
Liz Cheney. And so there's a report out right now, a poll done by Harris, that if Donald Trump were to start a a second party, a third party, a what-have-you party, whatever, that somewhere in the neighborhood of 68%, 68% would support, or maybe even higher, uh, would support Donald Trump and his new party. 64% in the Harris poll, excuse me. So almost two-thirds would support, and these are Republicans, would support Donald Trump if he formed a, a new party. 36% said they were somewhat likely to join. So Donald Trump has been invited to speak at CPAC, which is great, wonderful, maybe the most important speech he'll ever give. Think about it, right? The last time we heard from Donald Trump, he was saying goodbye, and prior to that, he was trying to quell um, a crowd that had gotten out of control. Maybe it was allowed to get out of control. Who were the people in the crowd? I know 99% of them were good people. I know a lot of the people in that crowd. I wish I was there. It wasn't an insurrection. It was a peaceful protest where there were some characters who led a breach of the Capitol. It wasn't an insurrection. It wasn't an attempt (laughs) at a coup. You'll know what a coup looks like, Nancy Pelosi. You will know what a coup looks like. When you start coming for our guns, then you'll know um, an insurrection. And so, this is the last we heard from Donald Trump. And of course, pounded by the mainstream media. Videos removed on social media. Videos removed from Facebook. Donald Trump And I hope he has a prepared speech. I love it when he ad-libs. Maybe ad-lib around a prepared speech, which is what I do a lot. Or he can do what I'm doing now, which is just speak to you without notes. As long as he has some sort of prepared outline in his head, great. Because this is going to be a very important speech. He's going to outline the future. Whether he, he does it directly or indirectly, he's going to outline the future of the party, the former party of Reagan, long gone. So the future of the Republican Party hangs in the balance, hangs in his hands. And I think the future of this republic, to a certain degree, hangs in the balance on on what Donald Trump is going to say at CPAC. Very, very important speech. And so if if Donald Trump says, hey, it's time to form a new party, (laughs) it's going to happen. And I hope and I pray that Donald Trump not only... potentially forms a new party, and I hope the Republican Party goes by the way of the Whig Party, because it has shot itself in the foot and disappointed tens of millions of Americans too many times. Ronald Reagan famously said the Democrat Party way back when in the 50s and the 60s, he didn't leave the party, the party left him. Well, the Republican Party has left me. The Republican Party has left yours truly, Jessica Patterson. You get it? You burn me once, shame on you. You burn me twice, three times, shame on me. It's over. The Republican Party is dead. But, you know, other people might have other opinions on that, including a friend of mine by the name of Roger Stone, who we need to hear from.
But first, let's hear from, I think, the most hated congressman in the nation out of California, Southern California, where else? Um, He goes by the name of Adam Schiff, and he is spreading conspiracy theories out there on the mainstream media without being challenged. In fact, he's being egged on by the mainstream media, in particular MSNBC. So I'm going to play a piece of video, and then we're going to go to Roger Stone, and we're going to get his reaction to this. Roll tape. Well, I think it's certainly appropriate to be looking at the role that the president's close supporters and friends and confidants like Roger Stone, uh, conspiracy theorists uh, like Alex Jones and others played in inciting this, uh, if you believe Alex Jones, uh, also financing uh, the rally on January 6th. Um, and, you know, the whole Stop the Steal campaign uh, that persuaded uh, millions around the country of this big lie being pushed out by the president that the election had been rigged or uh, that Donald Trump actually won in a landslide. These are are two major proponents, advocates, architects of that big lie. Uh, And I think it's important to look into their role, both in terms of just doing the postmortem and understanding how this violent attack came about, how people were radicalized, but also because the Justice Department has to prosecute hundreds of people that were involved in that a violent attack, and knowing what motivated them will be part of that case. Joining me now is Republican strategist and uh, all-around uh, gadfly for the uh, modern Democrat Party and uh, anybody who opposes liberty in the United States Constitution, Roger Stone. Roger, MSNBC, egging on the most hated congressman in America, a.k.a. Adam Schiff, uh, to agree with their accusations based on... No evidence whatsoever uh, that you incited an insurrection on January 6th. Your response? Yeah, completely and and categorically false. First of all, um, I didn't speak at all. In fact, I never actually left my hotel property on January 6th. I did have two public speeches at at, uh, permitted events on January 5th. They're both online. You can see them. I didn't say anything inappropriate. Sorry, CNN, my belief in God and my apocalyptic view of America's future does not require, uh, does not uh, 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 constitute incitement to violence. That's an absurd idea. So let's, let's be really clear, Graham, get this out of the way. Any statement, claim, insinuation, report, allegation, implication that I had any involvement or knowledge whether advanced or contemporaneous, about the commission of unlawful acts at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021, is categorically false. And there is no evidence to support such a conclusion. And, you know, there is a difference between rioting and peacefully assembling, like most of those Americans did on January 6, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands peacefully gathered to say, hey, you know what? There was electoral malfeasance. And we're allowed to say that in this country. Last I checked, although YouTube's trying to shut us down, Facebook's trying to shut us down, Twitter's trying to shut us down. But there is a difference. And this is what the Democrat Party and the mainstream media are trying to do is blur the line between us speaking out against what we consider voter fraud versus a, quote, insurrection, 
which I don't even consider what happened on January 6th an insurrection. I consider it a bunch of people who got out of control. They didn't try and take over the government. Well, but having been dragged through a two-year witch hunt by Robert Mueller and his thugs, having lost literally everything, I'm the, on the verge of bankruptcy, having broken my wife's health, yep. um, having uh, put incre- incredible stress on our family, and then admitting at midnight on Election Day, November 3rd, 2020, in a very rare late-night uh, release, the Justice Department released the last unredacted sections of the Mueller report in which the special counsel admitted that he never had any evidence whatsoever of my involvement with Russia or WikiLeaks or Julian Assange or even any evidence that I knew about the theft and publication of John Podesta's emails, which I didn't. Now history is repeating itself. You see ABC, CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, all out with baseless uh, guilt by association uh, accusations. Oh, Roger was in a picture with Graham. Therefore, Roger must know know everything Graham knows and must approve of everything Graham does. That's absurd uh, on the face of it. Um, This is uh, Witch Hunt hunt 2.0, just coming back once again to harass me and my family. Once again, I need people to go to stonedefensefund.com, stonedefensefund.com. I have to be prepared and raise the money for the lawyers to fight this entirely false narrative that is being churned up by the fake news media. Now, of course, uh, your uh, involvement in politics dates back decades. I don't want to date you too much, but uh, back to the days of Richard Nixon, as we can clearly see from um, some of the uh, handiwork behind you and the memorabilia. But the environment in this country versus uh, the 1960s, sure, there were elements back then who were willing to burn down certain elements of of the republic in order to achieve their goals, uh, a.k.a. the radicals, the dope smokers, you know, in San Francisco in the 1960s. But it hadn't really infiltrated the modern Democrat Party. Now those radicals, Roger, have grown up and they are the modern Democrat Party, and they seem to be willing to burn down all of our constitutional institutions in order for them to stay in power. And in particular, we saw this during the 2020 election cycle and all the mail-in ballots and what transpired in Pennsylvania and in Georgia and in Michigan and the balloting and the counting and the, uh, the, the suddenly uh, these spikes in the middle of the night and, and the mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania, more mail-in ballots were received than were sent out. It seems to me that we're fighting a different kind of political battle now versus a few decades ago. You agree? I do agree. Um, The Internet, of course, has changed everything. So we're now at a point, which is hard to fathom, where exercising your legitimate First Amendment rights to question the irregularities and the many, many anomalies in the 2020 election Means that you're a traitor? Means that that's seditious? No, it's not seditious. It's constitutionally protected speech. The Democratic Party clearly is out for blood. They're very unhappy that their two-year witch hunt in which I was subjected to a Soviet-style show trial, uh, which collapsed essentially when it was learned that the jury forewoman had posted uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, posts attacking me repeatedly, and the president in 2019, 
had them on a private setting hidden during jury selection in my trial and deleted them afterwards. Uh, So the president, in his wisdom, recognized that I had been railroaded and he gave me a presidential pardon. He literally saved me from a death sentence, Graham. The left is still seething about this. That is why they are trying to invent a new crime. But the same is true as it was then. Roger Stone still did nothing wrong. And I will fight these phony charges carried today by the New York Times and the Washington Post yet again, because they are without any evidence or fact. They are false. I know nothing about the uh, illegal attacks on the Capitol. I was not at the Capitol. There is no contradictory evidence to be found in an honest investigation. All right. So what about the future, uh, Roger? The future of Donald Trump, um, the future of the Republican Party, uh, the future of this republic, for that matter. And they're all uh, kind of intertwined right now. And it's not all resting on the shoulders of Donald Trump. But obviously, there are tens of millions of Americans kind of waiting in the wings, trying to find out what his next moves are and what his next moves are, are going to affect the Republican Party. So so what do you see happening in the next two to four years? Here is the fundamental problem in 2020, for the first time ever, we had uh, the mass blockade, the actual censorship, not just of the internet, but of all mass communications. So by and large, whether it was cable TV, network TV, print media, uh, the internet, social media platforms, with a few exception of outlets like OAN and a handful of others, you had one acceptable narrative Therefore, you could never mount a legitimate argument even to examine the results of the election because that kind of talk was blocked, was censored, was just not allowed. If you cannot fix that problem, then why should we expect that our next elections will be any more uh, transparent or or have the uh, same integrity as the last one? So uh, until you solve the communications problem, you can't fix the state election laws. Until you do that, you can't clean up the Republican Party and get rid of those spineless rhinos who don't recognize that the America first agenda is still not only held by a majority of Republican primary voters, but I think a majority of Americans themselves. This is Donald Trump's party. If he chooses to run again, he would be nominated again. I think he could win again. Four years is a long time. The important thing is that the America first uh, movement within the Republican Party remains dominant. And if those neocons uh, of the, from the Bush, Nikki Haley wing of the party think that they're just going to stroll in and check, uh, pick up the Republican Party, I don't know, like a checked hat, they're wrong. Uh, the, the, the Trump movement is bigger than Trump himself. He said it many, many, many times. It is a movement to put America first. It has not only changed our politics, but it's changed the Republican Party. Uh, but four years is a very long time. Right now, we need to focus uh, like a laser beam on the question of media censorship. We cannot have a fair, transparent election, a competitive election, as long as there is complete censorship of all mass communications in the United States. And that's where we are today. 
Yeah, it is. And it's a very important point because communication dovetails into education. And if people are seeing videos erased on YouTube simply because they don't fit a certain liberal radical narrative, uh, this is a real problem. Not only is it censorship uh, and, and a form of propaganda, but also people are not getting educated. They're not getting the entire picture. And this is very, very important. So is that going to be uh, part of your mantra for the next two to four years? Are you going to be part of this ball game? What's what's the future of Roger Stone bef- besides the uh, Roger Def- uh, Stone Defense Fund? Well, I'm doing several things. First of all, I am I'm going to finish a book called Roger Stone Did Nothing Wrong. My political prosecution and the loss of the 2020 election that should be out by August. I'm cooperating with a, a couple of documentary filmmakers who are shocked by the corruption of my trial, uh, a story that many people didn't hear because I was gagged for 16 months. I am working with others to build a, uh, a social media platform uh, that cannot be uh, 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 Deplatform cannot be censored. I think that's nice. vital. Um, nice. I, of course, I'd like to make money, but I also want to break this Gordian knot of internet censorship. Um, uh, beyond that, uh, I'm going to be revamping StoneColdTruth.com. I'll do a daily podcast there on politics. What else? Um, and you'll be able to buy my books and products and so on. StoneColdTruth.com. Uh, the the uh, home platform that I had to essentially freeze when Robert Mueller had 50, uh, 29 FBI agents storm my home and arrest me. Uh, so we will be back up very shortly with a complete revamp, have some exciting things to announce about that. So right. no, I am not leaving the arena. Good, good. Cause we need you. We need your voice. We need your leadership. Look forward to the book. Look forward to the uh, documentaries coming out, looking forward to the podcast, et cetera. And, and hearing more uh, about uh, our effort to restore the First Amendment. Clearly, the mainstream media has abandoned its role that the framers of the Constitution would have wanted them to do in terms of protecting free speech. They're part of the problem. So you and I, Roger, and everybody else, uh, now that Rush Limbaugh is gone, uh, we have to fill this void, and we have to be the protectors of the First Amendment because the mainstream media has abandoned uh, its job. One more time, Roger, what's the website if folks want to help you out and gain one of those beautiful T-shirts? You can go to stonedefensefund.com or stonefamilysupport.com. We need your help. Um, This is a never-ending witch hunt for me and my family. As you know, Graham, my wife was attacked by a leftist outside our, our house about a week ago. I reported it to the local police. It got some media coverage. No, I needed security on January 5th, um, and I most certainly did nothing wrong. And I will prove that, but I need folks to help me at stonedefensefund.com. All right, Roger. God bless you, and keep up the great work, and keep in touch, and let us know what's going on from time to time, okay? God bless you. Many thanks. And so the media and the modern Republican Party have something in common. They don't understand the Donald Trump movement. It is a movement. But again, it's not about Donald Trump. It's about tens of millions of Americans who are tired of watching what is happening in Washington, D.C. and are saying, enough. Secure the border. Stop growing the size and scope of government. 
lower my taxes. America first, not second. America first. That's the Donald Trump movement. Donald Trump was the flame, the tip of the flame, or the tip of the spear, whatever analogy you'd like. But we embody Lady Liberty. We are Lady Liberty. Donald Trump is the flame. Donald Trump is the tip of the sword. But we're the rest of that rapier. They don't understand this. That if Donald Trump were to go away and, and play golf the rest of his life, there would still there'd be a void for a while, just like there's going to be a void with the death of uh, my hero, Rush Limbaugh. It will be filled. It may not be filled the same way. It may not be filled as well. But we have to step up now. We have to be a, tens of millions of Rush Limbaugh's and speak... We can't speak as eloquently, and we're not going to have a radio program that reaches tens of millions of Americans, but we can reach our neighbor, and we can reach our daughters and our sons and our grandchildren and our wives and our husbands and our friends. We have to be mini Rush Limbaugh's. We have to do that. And in a sense, we also have to be mini Donald Trump's. Until this leadership void and this media vacuum, if you will, are both filled, we have to step up right now. But the modern Republican Party has a wonderful opportunity right now to repair itself and to be conservative and be the party of Reagan. Because otherwise, Donald Trump, I believe, would help form another party. There are Movements right now, you got this party and that party and people dropping their Republican affiliation. Well, I'm on that bandwagon. The question is, where do we go? And the Republicans had better speak up loudly about this nonsense of spending trillions of dollars that don't exist. And this latest quote, stimulus nonsense. $1,400 stimulus checks to illegal immigrants. You better speak up, Asa Hutchinson, Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, sending checks, the PP, whatever they are, the PPP. You know, it's just another great uh, Republican and Democrat Washington, D.C. acronym. The PPP, Paycheck Protection Push. Sending them to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Our money going to Planned Parenthood. Our money that doesn't exist going to Planned Parenthood. And paid family leave for postal workers. I am sorry, postal workers. But you have a problem. And the problem is you can't run the post office. And it needs to be privatized. We need to stop doing the same thing, expecting a different result. It does not work, and it's because of the unions. I'm sorry? Blow up the unions. If you blow up the unions, we can repair the postal service. Otherwise, ship it privately. Okay? The private sector does it better. But these are issues that are conservative. These are constitutional conservative values that these ding-dongs like Asa Hutchinson need to speak up. Also, they need to speak up and defend the Constitution. 
on a regular basis. And for things like this ridiculous unconstitutional impeachment 2.0 of President Trump and on my website, GrahamLedger.com, is the question, is constitutional impeachment permanently damaged by partisan Democrats' political weaponization of it? Uh, I know my answer. I think there is permanent damage done, and I think it's lowered the bar. And unfortunately, I don't know how else you deal with it except fight fire with fire. And if the Republicans ever regain control of the House of Representatives, first thing I'd do is file impeachment proceedings. I don't know what else you do. I don't know what else you do. So when you're on GrahamLedger.com, you can also look at my plan to fix California, which I am now actively speaking about. It's not just about recalling a governor because there are, unfortunately, dozens, hundreds, thousands maybe of radicals just like Gavin Newsom right behind them, ready to fill that void. So California needs permanent structural changes. I have a plan for that. And if you'd like to book me to speak, uh, there's a button on that. I'm doing some limited uh, speaking. And of course, if you'd like to subscribe to this here podcast, uh, you can hit the button and subscribe to the podcast at GrahamLedger.com. The future, the future, well, in a sense, it's in the hands of Donald Trump, the future of this country, and I think the future of the Republican Party as we know it today. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right.